Hey everybody, hey, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast, and I want to tell you something about your opportunities of becoming an IBO. Somebody asked me, what is IBO, and that not does not now nah, does not mean initial bread offerings, this is not that, it just stands for independent business owner. What that means is that if you want to become a self-sustaining person who owns your own business, you can Right now, you can do that. I'm going to tell you right now, to be an IBO is something that you should be doing. If you want to do it, I'm going to tell you what's stopping you. Oh, let me guess. You. I hear the biggest excuses in life. Is I don't have enough minutes. I don't have enough time. I'm sorry. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. And guess what? You don't have enough time. That's what I hear. Well, you know what? Time is irrelevant. What you should do is have enough chutzpah. Or you sh- if you don't have enough time, well, then make time. You say, I don't have enough time in life. You know, I'm busy with work and my family and my kids. And I got this and I got that. Let me explain something to you. I'm going to explain it to you to where you can actually understand so that you as a person can start your own business. Now, I hear this. I watched a video. Now, the reason why I'm going to talk about this, but first off, let me clarify something. I'm going to clarify something. I also got to tell you something a little bit right now. We're going to start off with, I forgot. I always have to mention this is motivation time. Well, I do definitely want to say it's motivation time. And this motivation time is rich people, poor people. Poor people act rich. Rich people act poor. Remember that, okay? When it comes to think about it at tax time. I stress that because sometimes I, I normally I will forget. I forget to say that, but I'm going to not forget that because I'm going to try to implement that as a part of my daily regimen. That is one of my affirmations. Think about that. Rich people, poor people. And let me explain something to you. I'm also going to say something to you. I, 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 I was watching a video. And the video I was watching was talking about this idea of how to become a better business person when it comes to business. And how to achieve the ultimate you know, goals in life about business. How to look the part. When you look good, you feel good and stuff like that. And if you, you know, shirt, tie, and you look like you know what you're talking about. Let me tell you something. Here's now. Here's a now. I'm gonna give you a dose of what do you call it? Reality. It's BS. And when I say it's BS, I mean literally it's BS. You know, it's BS. And BS doesn't mean bullshit. BS means BS. It can mean whatever you want it to be. Okay, that's what BS is. It means whatever you want. BS to be. Bullshit, BS, whatever. Let me tell you something about when it comes to business. Listen. Oh, Marine. Semper Fidelis. Let me tell you something about when it comes to business. Oh, First Marine Division, Guadalcanal. Hmm. Hmm. Let me tell you something when it comes to business. When it comes to business, you gotta have two things. Okay, now, if I look the part, if I look the part, granted, uh, 99 out of 10 chances you're going to talk to me if I look the part. If I'm well-dressed, well-groomed, 
got a shirt, got a tie. Have, have, I'm already, I'm ready to go and I am ready to sit there and I am ready to sit there to rock and roll. And I look it. You can look at me and I'm, I, I look honest. I look like I'm about to sell you the world. You know, that's business. That's how reality is, okay? Now, if I look that part, guess what? You're pretty much, 90% of the time, you're probably gonna, you're probably gonna wanna buy from me. Now, if I look dirty and I look scrungy and I'm scrappy looking and I don't look the part that, that I'm supposed to look like, you probably won't talk to me. So, nevertheless, the object of the game is you gotta look the part. Now, I'm not saying that everybody can do that, okay? I'm not saying everybody has a certain tie. You know, I'm not saying, you know, what I am saying is that it's to each his own. Society dictates about what we do in life and by measures of success. Our success is measured by what we put forth in our efforts, okay? Um, uh, so, so 200% of our lives is measured by how we work and, oh, nice car, by what we work and what we put forward. So, what you put forward in life is what we do as far as our measures. Okay, now, now I met a guy, I met this guy, and, 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 and like I said, this guy is a, what you call one of the rarest people I've ever met. This guy was a self, this guy's a self-made millionaire. Yeah, self-made, he's a self-made multi-millionaire. When I say multi, multi is not the word. Right, back when I met him, he was a self-made multi-millionaire. Right now... He's a self-made, almost, he's, uh, yeah, he's a billionaire right about now. He's a self-made billionaire. Now he's a billionaire. Back when I met him, he was a multi-millionaire. He had just made, like, he had just made 50 million and he was successful. And he, you know, and I, and I asked him, and I said, when you go to meetings, what do you look like? He says, see what I'm wearing? Yeah, that's what I look like. I was like, huh? That's me. This is what I look like when I go to a meeting. I wear a certain tie. I don't wear a certain tie. I don't have on a well-dressed suit. I have jeans and a t-shirt. He says, he says, let me, he said, let me explain something to you. He says, I went to a meeting. This meeting right here was, was a company. I was going to a financial, I was going to go meet a financial broker guy because I needed to get a loan. And the loan that I needed was, I needed, um, I needed 400, I needed, um, 400 grand. I need I needed I needed at least um, four hundred thousand dollars. Well I really didn't need it. He said I didn't need it, but I needed it. You, you, do you understand? I said not necessarily. He says, Well, I really don't need the money, but I do need the money because I need it because I, I have this gut instinct that it's gonna be bad. What I mean the economy, the economics at the time was gonna be bad. And he says, So I need to have a cushion. Because I don't like laying off my employees. I don't like laying off nobody. I like to keep all my employees gainfully employed. So I needed that money so that I can keep my employees gainfully employed. So I want to have them working. So I'm going to need that money to put for payroll. That 400 grand is going to be for payroll. He says, I walked into a bank. So I walked into this bank. I walked into this meeting because I had to go to this meeting. <clears throat> 
And I sat there and when I was at the meeting, I walked in, I had jeans and t-shirt, like I normally wear. The guy asked me, he looked at me. The first thing the guy did, he just looked at me. He didn't say, he didn't even check my, he didn't look at my portfolio or nothing. What I had for collateral or nothing. He just says, um, I got a question. Uh, how you doing? I have a question. I said, sure. I, pr- I probably had the answer. He says, well, he goes, well, uh, well, we, we looked at your record. We look at your assets. And he says, he said, just like this. I looked at your assets and everything that you have, and you don't have enough to, um, you don't have enough, um, collateral, um, with our business in order for us to give you the loan, okay? I'm terribly sorry. I am so sorry. And you know what I said? Wow. I don't have enough collateral or assets. I go... What do you mean? And he goes, you just don't, okay? All of a sudden, the guy who, the branch, the manager of the, the manager of the financial institute that I was getting the loan from, in order for him to start his financial, in order for him, for him to start that financial, that lending company, that lending company, I gave that, that lending guy, the guy who owned it, the lending company, walked in. He says, hey, how you doing? What are you doing here for? Uh, you know, gotta get, I got to do payroll, so I got to get along. Oh, no problem. Here, let me sign off for it. He says I don't qualify. What do you mean? Oh, what do you mean? You know, I don't qualify. Um, my He says I don't qualify, you know, file 13. The other guy was like, the guy that was talking, the guy, the, the, the branch manager knew what file 13 was because them two guys, the guy who owned, the guy who was a multimillionaire, enough said, the guy who was a multimillionaire and the guy who started the financial company, both were in the military together. And he goes, you know, he says, file 13, says my files, file 13, he says, it's a, it's a snafu. When it comes to, I don't make enough money. I don't have no collateral and my snafu. Really? Huh. Okay. Ah, um, all right. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of that. He says, no problem. He reached over, grabbed the paper. He signed off on it. How much you need? 40000 Ah, that's all you need? You need more than that? No, that's all I need for payroll. Besides, at the end of the year, at the end, at the end, of, um, at the end of the payroll, I'll, I'll have that covered. Okay. All right, no deal, no problem. Here, how sign up for it? The guy goes, um, well, sir, um, he doesn't have enough collateral. He doesn't have enough collateral. He says, really? That guy has plenty of collateral. Um, well, not when we did our assets and looked at everything. Really? Yes. He's like, yes. The young guy was highly, the guy was highly recommended president of the company. He was highly recommended. He was hired in. The owner, the founder of this um, financial institution was just the chairman. So he had no say so. He was just a chairman. So when you're a chairman, you don't have too much of a say so or anything, stuff like that. So you just, you just sit there. So the chairman's sitting there going, no problem. The president was like, um, what's going on? He doesn't have enough collateral. Well then, all right, then he doesn't get it. But the chairman says he does. Chairman says he's signing off on it. Oh, well that's the chairman. 
He says, if the chairman wants to sign off on it, that means that's his responsibility. Let the chairman take care of it. Let him do it. He can do that. He's the chairman. Let him let him sign for it. Don't worry about it. Just ignore it. Just move on. Move along. Move it along. Come on. Move it along. So the chairman signs off on it and says, cut him a check. He goes, and he goes, and everybody's looking at him going, um, excuse me. The chairman goes, cut him a check. Uh, he goes, give me the paperwork. He says, come with me. So the guy gets up, walks down the hallway. He goes, I know. I know what you're thinking. It's my business. I'm no longer in the business no more. I stepped down. I, I hired a president, and so that's what I did. And so he hired all these people. I know. You're, you're fine. You're fine. So he goes, to the, he goes to one lady who knows him. She's the only one left. She says, cut him a check for 400 grand. She cuts him a check for 400,000. Thank you. No problem. When you're done, just send it back. Good. You're good. You're good. Boom. Story. The moral of the story is never judge a book by its cover when it comes to how you look. Okay. A person who can be scrappily dirty looking can also be a multimillionaire or a multi-billionaire. Because like I always, like I, like I stress, rich people, poor people, sometimes rich people act poor. They look poor. They will dress poor. And sometimes poor people will try to dress rich. You'll never know. Never judge a book by its cover. Don't. Because success is measured by what you put in. Now, the reason why I'm telling you this is by looks and stuff is because that's, that's like judging someone. And by looking of their looks and stuff. Don't ever do that. Whatever you do, don't do that. Okay? I, try not to. And whatever you do, just try to look at people from the good of their heart and their intentions. So what I'm also going to stress, this is what I'm going to stress for you. Here's a business idea for you, business model for you. Here's, here's something that I want you to do, a little homework for you to do. What I want you to do is, I stress this in my, one of my other podcasts that I want you to do. I want you to go and I want you to sit there and I want you to people watch. This is, a, this is, a, this is a one of the things that I learned as me um, doing something What I want you to do is I want you to people watch. If you don't know what people watching means, I want you to go somewhere and all I want you to do is just sit there and just look at people. Watch them while they, watch them while they, watch them while they walk, watch them while they pass by. Watch them, watch people when they walk away. Watch them as they walk around. Watch them when they go from point A, point B. Just watch, okay? People watch. That's all I want you to do is people watch. That's all I want you to do is people watch. The reason why I'm asking you to do that is because I want you to get into the habit of knowing how people interact. There's this, um, there's this, um, great book. It's, um, it's a book, um, it's a great book that I read. Do I have a book with me? Let me take a look. Hold on. Let me see. I might have a book with me. Because normally I carry a book with me and I'm normally always. Oh, this one is by Simon Winthrop. How to be a mentalist. Mastering the secrets behind the great TV show. This book is... This book is talking about how to be a mentalist. Enhancing your memory, detect physical signs of dishonesty, using persuasion, devote your observation abilities, and boost your brain power. This right here is, this right here tells you, 
you know, it does explain how how to have the um, how to have the mindset of a mentalist. I mean, it's basically how to look at somebody and can read them. It's called cold readings. How to be able to cold read someone and look at them in a, in a way to where you can understand them and they can understand you, in a sense. So that's what I'm, what I'm going to ask you. So what I'm also going to tell you this is I want you to do this too for me. This is something I want you to do. It's a, ho- it's a little lesson homework. I want you to get a notebook. Like, I mean, one of my other, earlier podcasts, I talked about it, but I'm going to do another podcast on this because I'm still reading. Oh, I'm still reading the book, The 48 Laws of the Game by Pimp and Ken. I'm still reading that. I could be, I could be done real quickly. You know, I could read that and I could have been done. But see, I got a, I have a bunch of, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm doing seven, I'm doing seven things at once. Yes, I'm doing seven actual things at one time. So I'm doing a little bit of each one at a time. And some, some stuff I have to put in the back burner because I'm trying to be more proactive as far as um, community wise. So what I'm going to say is, and I'm really going to stress this, is that I'm just going to, I'm going to get time and I'm going to do a podcast straight on it and I'm going to talk about each one and I'm going to, I want to devote most of my time. I'm going to do a podcast just devoting most of my time to that because this right here is also the way of business and finances and stuff so that you understand. So listen, what I'm asking you to do is I want you to people watch. I want you to stand there and look at people. And also remember this, never judge a book by its cover. For a person, the way they dress, you don't judge them because I've met people in all walks of life. And I remember, I remember, I remember this once. Yo, remember before I go, I remember one time I was, um, I was in my, tw- I was in my early twenties. Yeah, I was about, I was about twenty-one. Yeah, I was twenty-one. I was a waiter. Yeah, I was a waiter. Twenty-one. I was a waiter at this. Um, I was a waiter slash um, steward. Yeah, I was a waiter slash steward. Because I did stewardship. I was waiter slash steward slash... I, did, I was waiting tables. I was a steward and I was also a busser. Because I also bust tables and stuff sometimes. And I was also a waiter because whenever I, I did a fill-in. And I was a steward because I cleared tables and stuff. You know, I bust tables, buster, steward. I also helped out. And what they did was the, um, the hotel I worked for was Savoy. It was in um, Kansas City, Missouri. It was Savoy. And... What I did there was I helped, I also did contracting work because I knew how to do drywall. I knew how to do, you know, drywalling. I knew how to paint and stuff like that. And, and I, I was a good helper, good, good helper, shop helper. So I was, um, I remember the night, I remember the night that I was there, I was um, working, I, they were short staffed a waiter. And I remember that, um, some of the high, some of the high-end tables were the center tables. Those were the tables that people really wanted to go in because that's where this guy named Anton. We call him. His name is his name is Antonio, but people call him Tony or Anton. I mean, if you're if he's if, if you got money, you're Ant, he's Anton. You regular people people that know him call him Tony. I knew him as Tony because he was a really good person. I liked him because he taught me all about business and finances and stuff. And he taught me a lot about business and finance. He always told me, listen, I got gas light. I got bills to pay. So that dollar, if you don't, that dollar that you tip me, we'll pay my we'll pay my gas light and water bill. And thank you. And he doesn't say it like in a way you think he's being sarcastic, but no, he's telling you the reality. 
Because at that time, minimum wage was $2. Minimum wage was $1.75. I mean, minimum wage for, for servers were $1.75 plus tip. So it depends on how well you work it. And he would work the tables and he worked those. I mean, he worked those floors. And he was that good at working those floors and stuff. So a lot of people kind of knew him and knew his personality. Sometimes he comes off a little more blunt. But he was just being honest. And being honest is being truthful and being real. I remember one time he told me, he said, never judge a book by its cover. Because that person who you think, who you think may not be rich, will always sometimes may be, may be wealthy. So I remember one night, um, one day I was, I was clearing tables, I was doing tables and stuff, and I was, I was also busing tables, and, and on top of that, waiting tables, if they ever needed. So there was this one section, there was this one area, it's called the, um, the back section, where nobody ever wants to work back there, because you know, people back there, they sit people back there who think, who they think don't have a lot of money. The maitre d', I mean the host, and he was an ass. The host was an asshole, because he never knew. I mean, he just was stupid. He didn't know how to judge people. He wasn't a people person either. He was just, if you got more, if you tipped him big, you can sit in the center area. So a lot of, lot, lot of regular people would tip him like a, like 20, 30 or $40. They would get, they would get the better table. No one that they didn't tip very well, but some of the richer people were cheap. They would sit in the poor. So this couple came in, they were from Clear Lake. They were from Storm Lake. They were from Storm Lake, Iowa. Guy owned, guy owned a big, massive um, ranch farm. And he owned a huge farm. And on his farm, he had horses. He was a horse breeder. I knew because I, I met and talked to him. And the guy started talking to me. And he started telling me all about his horses and how he breeds them and stuff. And I was really interested. I saw what I was doing. I, I waited on him because nobody was waiting on him. They set him down and nobody came over. So I saw what I was doing. And I waited on him hand and foot. Did everything to that guy. That guy turned around and told me, he says, let me tell you something. I'm going to meet, I'm going to, I'm going to meet, I'm going to meet one of my best friends. We, um, we're really good friends. The reason why I say we're best friends, cause we, we, we hung out. We went to school, went to school together. I mean, when I say we went to school together, we went to school. We were, you know, to school together. We actually went to school, went to college and everything business-wise and everything. When he went to college, I went to college with him and I learned about business and finance and stuff. But in return, I ended up going back home. I had to go back home after I graduated. Instead of me going to the financial world, I went back home and I took care of the farm. And I turned it around becoming a horse breeder. And he says, and I'm like, oh, okay. All of a sudden, well, in walks in Henry Block from H&R Block, the tax guy, Henry Block from H&R Block. Henry walks in with his wife. And he goes, and he goes, and the maitre d' knew who Henry Block was because he's always a well patron. He goes, yeah, um, how you doing, Mr. Block? Um, you, um, I'm going to get you a center table. He says, no, that's okay. I have my table. Thank you. So he walks in. He walks right past everybody. Everybody's like, that's Henry Block. That's a big tipper. Henry Block's a big tipper. He's a big tipper. Henry walks in. He goes straight to the back section where this guy was. And he gets up, hey, Henry. And the guy goes, he looks up and goes, oh, there he is, Henry. I know, I know. Henry, that was his name. I just knew that was Mr. Block, the tax guy. Because I remember Henry, I remember H&R Block used to be in, in, Kansas, in Kansas City. Henry Block used to have his tax thing. He used to have his tax thing in um, like um, the old Sears and Roebuck at tax time. He used to have a little tax office there along with Discover. He used to be in there. When he used to give out their Discover cards, he used to be in there. That tell you how old I am. I'm giving my age. I used to go to Sears and Roebuck 
And <laughs> I'm really telling you my age. Ain't no such thing as Sears and Roebuck no more. It's all it's only Sears Corporation, which is owned by Kmart. Yeah, so, yeah, another story. And, yo, we're going to rewards. Yeah, we don't have that anymore. So, back to that. They met. They sat there. They were eating. They, you know, waited on Henry Block turned around. Mr. Block turned around. And went, at the end of the meal, the guy turned around and tipped me. The guy tipped me. The meal was no more than... The meal was no more than $200. The guy tipped me a $100 tip. He just tipped me two. He tipped me 100 bucks. He did. Him and his... He did. Told me here it's hundred dollars. He said, "Thank you for you taking your time to wait on me and wait and wait with us." I said, "No problem." Henry Block turned around and told me he handed me this card and he wrote on the back of it, "I will do your taxes for you." Tax time come, I'll do your taxes. Take this card to come to this address around tax time and I'll do your taxes. And he also tipped me a hundred dollars. He gave me both card and a hundred dollar tip. I turned around and that's what happened. Guy, this guy gave me that kind of that was, that was the kind of love he gave me. So that what I'm trying to tell you is never judge a book by its cover. Always, always be respectful because what you never know might looks judging looks are deceiving. Okay. Sometimes you look look can be deceiving. So now now here's your homework. I want you to people watch. Okay. I really want you to people watch. And that book right there is about the mentalist. That's a good book. You gotta get that book by Simon. You got that's a good book. You you gotta get the book and, and it'll, it'll it'll help you. It'll help you call it'll help you call read. The reason I said you want that book is because you can read a person. It'll tell you if a person if you read the book it'll tell you it'll tell you if that person's interested in your business or if that person really wants to um, wants to buy from you. Because sometimes you'll you may have to change that person's mind. A lot of times the answer is, do you really does that person really want to be in business with you? Yeah, if the answer is yes or no. So basically, what you want to do is you want to find out if that person wants to be in the business with you, either yes or no. So that's what I'm, that's what that means. Okay. So it's either yes or no. So you're gonna find out by doing that. Okay. Whether that person wants to be in business with you. That book is a great book. I'm reading it because I got it. I've been having that book for a while. I mean, I got a stack of books that I read. But see, the problem is I can't read all the books at the same time. I'm because I'm reading one and do it because I'm multitasking. You know, I'm multitasking. So I'm going to do I'm going to get to that book because I'm reading the 48 Laws by Pimp and Ken. Laws of the game. I, I'm reading that because I'm taking see what's taking so long because I'm reading it and I'm also taking notes. That's why it's taking so long because I'm reading it and taking notes. So now that's what makes me understandable to understand a lot of things, okay? So when I understand stuff, it's going to better it's going to better suit me for everything that I can do, okay? All right? That's going to be- better help me to be a better person and be more productive. So now, I definitely got to go cuz I'm running way behind in doing what I'm doing and I'm doing in business and stuff. So I will talk to you later. Y'all need to stay strong, be good, all right? And remember, rich people, poor people, poor people act rich, rich people act poor. Think about that when it comes to tax time. All right, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcasts, and I will talk to you later. I got another one coming up, but I'm going to do that later, all right? All right, I'll talk to y'all later. All right, I'm out.